All right, everybody, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Health IQ. I'm Rashad Milligan. We are joined here by a very, very special guest today. All the way, still in high school, finishing up school, we have DeAndre Mitchell. DeAndre, how are you doing today? <laughs> Good, how are you? I'm doing amazing, I'm doing amazing. I appreciate this so much. Now, just going off a little bit before we really get into the cricks and nannies of why you're here, you're saying you're finishing up school and everything like that. Um, I guess just, you know, uh, how, how does it how is it kind of balancing that act of being big on TikTok, being this kind of advocate for such a, a large purpose, uh, something larger than yourself and still, you know, kind of doing the duties of a normal teenager? Yeah, I'd honestly say it is a lot just mentally on me. Um, honestly, I'm just trying to get done with high school. <laughs> um, but trans advocacy is like a big um, task in itself just because you're putting so much of your life out there. Um, I figured out the ways of kind of giving myself that space to breathe, um, whether that's kind of like having a set up generic kind of topics that I'm talking about um, that go out to different communities um, and can reach a further level while I'm kind of resting and putting like my full um, entity out there. But um, with that, I kind of just am going day by day trying to figure out how to balance it um but with that yeah at, at what point of your life did you know that you wanted to not only you know kind of uh speak out on your truth publicly but you know advocate for others you know whether it's on TikTok or the internet wherever yeah I'd say with my family being very accepting we've always been an advocate whether that's online or offline um for my community um so once I started finding a sense of my own voice without my mom kind of speaking for me, um, being such a young kid coming out at a young age. Um, I, as soon as I could start advocating for myself, I was, and that kind of just got taken from in person to online. So since forever. <laughs> and what age was that? Just again, you know, for, for the people who might not know, who might be unfamiliar with this story, yeah. what age did you come out to your mother? I came out at seven years old and then we just started my transition from there on kind of just slowly um, expressing myself on the outside. I heard it. I heard it. Now, what do you think is the largest misconception before we get into this campaign and the everyday of the campaign? But what do you think is the largest misconception of the trans community? I think the trans community is over-sexualized because it's so often um, intertwined with sexuality when it is truly at its sole gender identity. Um, and so the stigmas of, I guess, sexuality in itself um, kind of get transferred over to the trans community and have a lot of confusion and confusion and lack of education uh, leads to ignorance. So. Right, right. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Okay. So, you know, just like you said, lack of uh, education really, and, you know, just kind of that ignorance and it leads to everything that, that you might see on the outside looking in and stuff. Uh, you're working on a very, very big new HIV prevention campaign. You know, first things first, I, I had this, this is sign out, sign out, shout out all the people in Atlanta, all my folks in Atlanta, shout out Lil Nas X, everything. Also working on HIV prevention. That's one of the things that he's extremely huge on over there on the hip hop side of things. But uh, mm -hmm. In your campaign, you know, I, I just watched uh, one, one of the videos, uh, but before we started recording and, you know, you're meeting up with this uh, stranger for the first time and the strangers is, you know, just speaking about, you know, the way that they learned how to love, you know, you talked about the way you learned how to love was from your mother and having such an accepting family, Kaylin Allen, uh, but the, the way that Kaylin Allen learned how to love 
was from uh, from the Ellen Show was just the love that they never received growing up and love that they never had the acceptance they had from the from the world. That's how they love uh, learned how to love. And you know, you said that so beautifully put. You know, I love the way you put that, and you guys had a beautiful hug at the end. But I just wanted to know um, from from your perspective, I guess, just uh, how was that entire kind of shoot? You know, doing that entire thing and stuff, and and hearing him say that or hearing, uh, hearing them say that and stuff like that. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll just leave it up to there. Yeah, I'd honestly say it was like a really healing experience um, just because I feel like so much of the um, gay and trans community can get like broken up for some reason. Um, so just with that, having it such like a open and honest conversation, um, breaking down barriers of just kind of like small talk and getting down to the good stuff was really fun. Um, and that was just on the phone. But when I got to see him in person, it was honestly just a whole different experience just because I don't know. We had such a deep conversation and I didn't even know who they were. But when I got to see them in person, um, it was just very exciting, very I just wanted to embrace them. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and, we, and we have that uh, spot queued up. Uh, or we have it. There we go. There we go. All right. So here's the video, guys. How did you learn how to love? I learned from personally my mom, just her being so understanding at a young age for me when it comes to just identity. I think I learned how to love from the lack thereof. I think I looked around and I think I love people based off the love that I never felt, you know? I will never stop giving out love because I know what it's like to not feel loved and not to feel like you are worthy of love. Honestly, that's amazing. I love how you take what you don't have and then search for it. And I think honestly, within everybody in different communities, we're all looking for that. When it comes to HIV prevention, we all play a piece in that. Every single one of us on this earth, we are all responsible for the stigma of it, to how we talk about it, how we treat it. Everything in this world is a trickle-down effect. It is a ripple. One action can change how something happens. I was on mute. The, the thing, anyway. But anyways, I said, I said, I clapped when I saw the couple. Oh, clap again! That was yeah. amazing. That was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, the love that that you guys showed each other there at the end and that hug is so genuine, and you can tell, like like you said, it felt like a healing process for you and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, 
I will say we there was multiple takes of our hug. And even though that there was multiple takes, it still felt like just authentic and genuine at every time. Like it was just amazing. <laughs> no, 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 for sure, for sure. And uh, I mean, I guess, you know, just, just how do you feel like, uh, I guess, the year? Do you, do you feel like 2022, with things being a little more progressive from the outside looking in, do you feel like that has kind of helped the entire, um, you know, process for, you know, not only you, but, you know, younger people in, in the community as well? Yeah, I definitely think even just talking about um, queer identities has become very normalized. Um, in general in the media, which I'm so happy about because then we can get into the nitty gritty of the issues within the communities that um, are from the outside and the inside. And then that could talk about things like HIV prevention. And when we can get into the surface level, we can really get into like the deeper things that can heal each other. And speaking of HIV prevention, uh, you know, it's a star study kind of, um, group over here with this campaign and stuff. You know, obviously you from TikTok, but you have Jalen Rose and uh, uh, Tina Lawson, uh, Tina Knowles Lawson and stuff like that, I guess just, you know, how does it feel to be in such great company? Oh, oh my gosh. I couldn't believe I was in the same thing with Tina Knowles. Like, ah! <laughs> that was crazy to me. Like I was starstruck on set. I'm starstruck now and I will be forever. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I just honestly think everybody on the campaign was so genuine, amazing, so authentic to themselves. And I think that's why they were chosen. And I think that's the reason why, you know, they speak for the communities we have. Um, so I'm honored to be next to them. And, and having Jalen Rose, um, you know, a former athlete to have, you know, someone like that, you know, you look at obviously Dwayne Wade's kind of like a poster child of being an advocate uh, exactly. for the community and stuff like that. Um, I, I guess just, you know, how, how important is it for, you know, men like Jalen Rose, who came from kind of a, a, a professional sports background to be an advocate in the public ally. It really destigmatizes those spaces that are often stigmatized within queer communities. So that is honestly a key part into this campaign, um, just especially because it's like such a way to break down barriers when it comes to stereotypes and that furthers into discrimination. Um, so that can help us later on with having less discrimination, less hate crimes, um, and just more acceptance within our communities as a whole. With, with the HIV prevention, um, I guess just, you know, when, when did you really get like kind of involved with that of, of being such an advocate um, for, for learning, you know, for people to understand the importance of remaining safe? Honestly, I was scared to talk about it when I got um, just asked to do the campaign. So I'd honestly say like, it's been within the topics that I talk about within my TikToks, but um, to be so indulged with conversation, I that was something I was scared of. So mainly this campaign was when I started like learning um, more of the educational side about it and how to destigmatize it, how to have it normalized in conversations. Um, and how to just have that conversation open up so it's not a taboo topic anymore. So honestly, I'd say this campaign was a big opener for me. Was there any um, awkwardness there as a teenager, uh, I guess, with your mother or anything, uh, speaking on something like, like an STD? Um, my mom's pretty open, which I'm very thankful for, but um, not really. We we're very open with each other as we have like kind of like a best friend relationship. So those topics 
um, weren't very taboo to us in general, but I could definitely see for most of the queer community that is a taboo topic. Um, so just do remember when I'm talking about my experience that typically it isn't as like black and white, but um, yeah. I, I heard that, I heard that for sure now. You know, going back to your TikToks and your brand, uh, when, when did you really just start pick up that uh, that attention and everything like that from from some of the things that you were saying? Um, honestly, it came with a lot of the topics that the trans community doesn't talk about. I talked about, um, and that is genuinely what people wonder about us. Um, and sometimes it'd just be the simple things of like pronouns being used, um, or bottom surgery, or surgeries in, in general or hormones or hormone therapy replacement. So when I talked about those things, um, I think it really opened up conversation, which really got people interested. Um, and that'd be about like two years ago. So I've just continued to talk about those topics um, as I get deeper and deeper um, and become less surface level with the things that I talk about. Well, what are some of those beyond the surface uh, level topics that, that you wanna really discuss and get into? I know, you know, obviously we're here for the HIV prevention, um, yeah. but, but like what, what are some of those other details and, and conversations that you want to be having with the public? I'd honestly just say the emotional side of uh, just our identities in general. So often we're, um, I wouldn't know the word for it, but we honestly get looked at as kind of like statues to answer questions. And um no one really looks at the emotional side where it's like you could be hurting somebody's feelings by asking some of these questions because we're so new into our transitions or um, new experiences ourselves. Um, so just talking about like relationships and dating, how it makes me feel when I'm rejected by somebody due to my identity, but I kind of have to deal with that because not everybody's going to date a trans person, those types of things. Um, so those are the kind of topics I like to open up to. Um, more so of like the ones without a solution, but kind of leaving it there to just, you know, have others experience what I'm experiencing. How is that experience, uh, especially, you know, as a as a black young person, you know what I'm saying, of, of kind of dealing with that, you know, like, obviously everybody, you know, at, around that age, teenage eight years, you know, you're dealing, asking people out the prom, homecoming and stuff like that. But, you know, from, from the trans perspective, you know, just How's that been for you, especially, you know, like I said, in the Black community? Yeah, it's been very interesting just because, I don't know, the town that I live in is already, uh, does not have a lot of minorities within it. Um, it's very white and um, not marginalized. So when it comes to that, it's honestly already an issue of my Black identity, my Latinx identity, um, and then on top of that, adding the trans identity. So it is a little hard um, just being of an intersectional identity when it comes to both. Um, but little things like prom and homecoming and um, just like dating in general is a little hard. Um, but I'm somebody who's very optimistic about it and I try not to be um, I try not to put all my emotion and intentions on it because there's many other things that I could talk about to um, my, I guess my community. And I, I try to put all my energy towards things that do benefit me um, and uh, whether that's friends or um, people that love me, I try not to put my energy to it. That's kind of the way that I honestly get through it. But 
yeah, it is a little hard. Um, so that's just kind of the reality of it. What, what are some of the things you talked about what you really don't like, you know, about people approaching you and just asking you kind of a bunch of questions, like you said, as a statue, but what are some of the alternatives? You know, I, I know you said, you know, some of the things that people can't necessarily, you know, come up with the solution for all the time, but what are some things that, that you think that people can ask that, or, you know, of, at least discussion topics, that's a little more, I guess, sensible, that, that are a little more empathetic uh, to, to you as a human? Um, well, there is some things that can be asked more politely, and there are some things that could just be totally cut out of conversation. Um, like, unless if you're in love interest, um, genitals are not any of your business. <laughs> like, I just, just so often I get questions about that, and I'm just like, do y'all forget there's like human decency around here? So that stuff should just be totally cut out of the conversation, unless if you're a love interest or you're my doctor or my mom. <laughs> but um, I don't know when it comes to pronouns, uh, just like it's there's some. Honestly, we don't know who, how people are identifying, especially um, with non-binary people becoming um, more prevalent in today's culture. Um, so, you know, I personally, as a person who's trying to um, have the community be more accepting, is just like little things like using they, them pronouns as like an automatic um, assumption, um, not using things like sir and miss, because you never want to assume anything. Um, and then, you know, not outing people, not having um, somebody's identity become a topic of discussion um, just for fun. As somebody who came out at a young age, a lot of people would just kind of like talk about me. Um, and that would out me in situations where it could be dangerous because there's some parents who maybe do not like me or my identity. Um, so just be careful and conscious of the spaces you're talking about queer identities. Um, obviously it's important to be proud, but also read the room when it comes to safety. Beyonce, what, what are some of your interests, um, you know, outside of TikTok, outside of social media? Um, um, I guess just go ahead. I'm a very artsy person. Like I'm in my high school choir. I've been in it since I was in middle school. Um, so I love singing. Um, I love fashion. I love just like, um, I don't know. I love how fashion can really go into a whole new realm of expressing yourself, whether that's feminine or masculine. Um, so I love doing that. Um, and then honestly, just creating content in general um, is a fun thing for me. I love making YouTube videos. I love making my TikToks, um, as it is my pride and job. So yeah. <laughs> I heard that hundred percent. Um, would you mind? Here we go. You walked into it. You walked into it. Singing us a couple bars right now. <laughs> I can't do that right now. You can't put me on the spot <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right, you say, hey. Look, I didn't say, you said, hey, she said, she said singing. I said, okay, all right, let's see. The choir since, what, what, six-year veteran in the choir now? Yes. Oh, there it is. There it is. All right, everybody, Beandre Mitchell, she about to sing us. Uh, let, no, I'm just fine. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but I guess, um, let me think, let me think of anything. I'm, I'm looking at to, to see everything to make sure we covered all of the bases. And the me and you and you and me campaign 
yeah, uh, that, that's going on today. I guess just, uh, I guess, what what is a leaving leave message? Excuse me, I got tongue tied there. What is a leaving kind of final message that you want people to really grab? And, uh, you know, I, I guess remember from this campaign. Um, I want people to remember that HIV prevention is for everyone and that to please open up the conversation. Um, if you are feeling afraid, if that feeling of feeling afraid is playing into the stigmas and taboos of the topic of HIV. But once we open up that conversation um, and are able to be open about it, we can destigmatize it, have less of stigmas and stereotypes around it um, and have it something that's more easily um, accessible to people um, when it comes to prevention, especially with Vive Healthcare um, and Harley and & Co being a main um, company that can prevent um, HIV. Um, so yeah, honestly, that would be my main message. All right, all right. Now we have a second video from the campaign queued up. So I guess this is the best time to watch said video as we uh, do that. <laughs> In the video, as uh, we, there we go. <laughs> I love intimately, I love my family, I love my community, I love my people. Without walls, without any boundaries, I want to be loved unconditionally. I think people are afraid of our desires because they're not used to it. And just because you're not used to it, you shouldn't be ashamed or scared of it. I think being of intersectional identities can lead to feeling like a burden but I want that partner to treat it as the opposite. You never know what somebody else's like starting point was. We all have a different experience leading up to our lives now and everyone's just doing the best that they can. When it comes to HIV prevention, we all play a piece in that. Every single one of us on this earth. A big part of that is education and it's also educating the people around you. What do you need from me? Peace, freedom, the opportunity to express myself and not be criticized or judged. I'm so excited to meet you. I am too. There we go, there we go, there we go, there we go, there we go again. So there you guys have it. And, uh, you know, also the, the star, Tina. Tina. <laughs> but I want to ask, what, what's your favorite Beyonce song? Just, you know, your favorite Beyonce song. We got Tina. You say you're starstruck. What favorite Beyonce song? Freak em dress. Any day. All day. <laughs> you know the next question. Would you like to sing a couple more? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we'll do it one day. I, I got one day, you. one day, one day. Viandre Mitchell is coming back on specifically to sing for us here. Right? We appreciate. Thank you so much, Nene. Nene. <laughs> but um, but if that's all, where can people find you on social media, uh, platforms? Um, shout anything else that as you have and that you really want to emphasize that's important out of this interview. Yeah, you can find me on TikTok, Beandre, V-E-O-N-D-R-E. Um, and then Adam Mitchell on that, you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> um, and then honestly, I'm starting up my YouTube soon. So I'm going to be able to talk about topics more generally, like in a deeper dive. So if you want to do that, my YouTube is also Beandre Mitchell. Also just to um, flourish in being yourself just because we have all of our lives too and why waste it on trying to fit into a mold or stereotype when you could just forget about that and look on the beyond so yeah Dean Mitchell we appreciate it so much but I did want to ask okay is it because I feel like it's unfair if I just say favorite Beyonce song and then leave one talking about Tina do you have a favorite <laughs> song by chance um uh... it, and it is Bright cranes in the sky. Thank you so much. Thank you. So <laughs> DeAndre Mitchell, cranes in the sky is a favorite salon song. Oh Thank my god! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but for Rashad Milligan for Health IQ, you guys take care of yourselves. DeAndre Mitchell, we thank you so much coming here to talk about the new HIV prevention campaign. Me, you, you and me, featuring uh, Tina Knowles Lawson, Jalen Rose, uh, Kaylin Allen, Juan Velez, uh, Reno Gold, and yours truly, D Mitchell. Uh, until next time, my name is Rashad Milligan. You all take care of yourselves. This is Self IQ. See y'all later. <laughs>